0: Welcome to Book Shambles. You're listening to an abridged version of this episode. You can listen to the full uncut edition of this episode if you become a Patreon supporter of the show. And that's for as little as $1 a month via Patreon. And uh, you can support us. So just go to patreon.com forward slash. You, I still say forward slash. I'm, I'm nearly 51, thank you. Uh, forward slash book shambles for more info and how to pledge. <laughs>
1: Hello, Happy New Year and welcome to Book Shambles, producer Trent here. This episode is our now traditional end of year, start of year show where Robin and Josie go through all of their favourite things that they have read in the previous year and they'll also let you know about lots of the stuff we've got coming up on the Cosmic Shambles Network and the Book Shambles Podcast in 2021. As the pandemic rolls on and we enter another lockdown here in England, that of course means still no live shows for the foreseeable future and so Patreon is more important than it has ever been. Thank you very much to our Patreon supporters. We could not do it without you. If you'd like to sign up to the Bookshambles podcast Patreon, patreon.com slash bookshambles is where you need to go to do that. You will get Not only all the exclusive live streams and series like An Uncanny Hour and stuff that we put on the Cosmic Shambles Patreon, but you'll also get extended episodes of this, the Book Shambles podcast. And if you're not able to subscribe on Patreon, you can just go to Apple Podcasts, rate and review, uh, five stars on there. That really helps us out as well. And remember as well that our 24-hour show plus the four-hour encore All of that is now up on demand on our YouTube channel so you can catch up with the entirety of that show with Robin and Josie and Helen Chesky and Chris Hadfield and Robert Smith and Tim Minchin and Chris Jackson and Sharon D. Clarke and Sophie Ellis-Bexter and literally hundreds more people. So check that out after you've listened to this week's episode of Book Shambles. Here's Robin and Josie.
2: Hello, everyone. I'm J.C. Long.
0: I'm Robin Ince. And together. Is, we are Josie and Robbins. Rick. Shambles. There we are. That was uh, its first one back in the uh, in the new <laughs> year, and uh, we have as well for any of you who listen to podcast version of this. We are actually doing it with a small audience of some of our uh, Patreon supporters. We're recording it uh, at uh, eight pm on Monday, the fourth of January. So it's been a choice of uh, seeing the cack handed leadership and uh, pathetic excuses of a tousled haired fool, or uh, of uh, so, talk- I saw Nicholas Sturgeon. Oh, yeah, of course. Sorry. Yeah, you've got a different leader now, haven't you? Everything's, yeah. Changed. Everything's yeah. changed. Yeah,
2: exactly. We decided to sidestep Boris's briefing, which no doubt he'll say the one classical reference he remembers from school before saying absolute.
0: Yeah, I did tell you that uh, Natalie Haynes said that one of her friends uh, had the same uh, classics tutor as Boris Johnson, and uh, apparently uh, he had considered Boris Johnson to be uh, the, and this I think says a lot about our, our culture, he says, this is the worst classics student I've ever had from Eton imagine <laughs> that <laughs> um so hello everyone and we are going to do this is kind of before we've, we've got uh loads of new shows coming up i'll just mention that quickly we're uh uncanny hour uh which some of you might be listening to already we've got uh, a recent episode of that is pender's Fen with uh caroline uh larrington and Stuart lee and alan moore and james and, and joe morris
2: Fen. sorry what is
0: Pender's Femme? Fem was a, 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 a is a TV play by a man called David Rudkin, who uh, wrote many interesting plays and uh, is, is is still uh, creative and still around. And it was it's a play which is just really um, dense with ideas. But wow. as Joel Morris said, it's when they say the first time we went to see a screening of it, uh, and he just went, "Oh my god!" In those days, you couldn't actually record it and watch it again. You know, people are now used yeah. to freeze it, look at. And he was like, "Oh, so he said, you know, how did you?" feel about you know the fact that people were just going to see it once you know were were you expecting them to 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 get all the references and david ruckin just went of course yeah um so it's about the the books that we've read in 2020 um i uh well i'll start off with one that i know i think i think you read this in 2020 and i've not read yeah i've barely
2: read any books in 2020 it has been my worst year ever for reading i've dipped into poetry books i've started 30 books I have finished so few and so I feel very embarrassed on a books podcast to be talking about books my love of books has not dissipated my ability to buy books has not dissipated my ability to sit and read has fallen through the floor until the 1st of January 2021 when I started reading again, and it felt blissful and easy. But there's a new, new conversation. So I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just need to get that out there because I feel really embarrassed. And to anyone else who's a fellow bibliophile who has sort of found this past year lockdown incapacitating, I feel you. You are not alone. And it doesn't last forever.
0: See, I found it a very different year uh, for different reasons in terms of like 2019, Mm -hmm. I didn't have I was on tour for the whole time and Mm -hmm. I didn't actually have another project which I had to constantly be uh, researching. So I, I had a year of novels and I was reading, uh, you know, Edna O'Brien and Jean Reese and Muriel Spark and Shirley Jackson, Flannery O'Connor. This here's my embarrassing thing is I think I've only read one novel this year because everything has been researched. I've had a lot of fun doing the research, but. Mm-hmm. i i have those years where i have have one year where i go oh do you know what i'm allowed free time reading and it doesn't matter if i don't have an idea at the end of this i've merely enjoyed the journey and then i have years where i just go oh my god there's so much i've got to know and that's why my book i've got to take notes i've got this has got to mean something there's no yeah, heavily there's annotated that. books. Um, well, this is one that I will I will recommend. Right, this this one I'll start with because I know you've read some of this, and I think you'll probably talk more about it than I. But I really like it. I've only read about three of the the chapters. They're essays, really. Uh, we need new stories by Nezri oh, Malik, yeah. which it's is right. uh, has just is a really uh, well written book of of, of 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 journalism about the the current um, kind of state and the and the myths around a lot of, as well, myths around things like the, uh, you know, the the, the supposed the, the snowflakeism and all of those yep. kind of ideas and some of the myths around this, you know, the free speech myth, which was interesting today. You know, today was a day where um, there was a, a kind of narrative uh, where um, the journalist Alison Pearson uh, appeared to really overreact to uh, someone and basically say, I'm going to destroy you. And that will be seen had that been a left-wing person attacking someone on the right you would have seen toby young's free speech hall of heroes or whatever it's called leaping Mm -hmm. straight in and you would have heard all of those but because it was the other way around the moment that was happening i was thinking oh my god this is not easy because they want to go i mean the thing that gets me about the twitter is poor Alison pearson was oh she's piled on oh she was trying to crush oh this is a much harder narrative but nesrine you know she deals with a lot of of those different ideas which she's seem
2: writer as well
0: i, I think she's such uh,
2: a great writer to read it's really um
0: uh, she's just engaging and brilliant to read I, I think it's a real treat to read sorry to interrupt no you're allowed to it wasn't an interruption at all um I, you got me onto this book so you're allowed to uh yeah the myth of the free speech crisis is one with mm-hmm. the most heavy that, annotation yeah that, uh, that is one. an
2: incredible article and it's so important i feel like i wish everyone could read it like yeah so much of what she said it just nails it nails it it's so useful and um, yeah
0: so I definitely put that as one of my books of the year and what's nice about that is I've still got three chapters of it to read actually Mm -hmm. two two chapters of it to read I might save those last two for a couple of years uh um and another one I would this is not a book of the year um it's it's one of my books of the year but it didn't come out this year but I it's it's a book that I read a couple of years ago and then reread because I interviewed the author Paul Brocks and uh the title alone the darker the night the brighter the stars wow um It's just a very he's a he's a neuropsychologist uh, kind of. And so in some ways it goes towards a certain amount of what would the simplest shortcut is to say a kind of Oliver Sacks territory. Mm-hmm. um in terms of looking about the fragility of our, our minds and our brains and uh, but it's also a great deal of it is about death it's about the death of his uh wife it's about thoughts that lead about consciousness and and uh and ideas of spirit and these things and uh it is also filled with fantastic mythological ideas that i did there, there's I, I know i've mentioned it before that there's a couple of beautiful things about dolphins dolphins yeah. which are um i think i think it's described as psychopomp uh which is they are in some ways involved in helping carrying between the dream world and reality and reality in the dream world i think it's a kind of jungian thing but there's also later on a dolphin who's a dolphin god who gets up to uh mischief and comes down rather uh, you know kind of uh rather unpleasant things um towards trying to Catch women um, but the one thing that the dolphin god can't do is get rid of his blowhole so um he has to wear a hat when he comes to earth and if the hat gets knocked off everyone goes hang on a minute you're not a man at all you're that cheeky dolphin who's causing all this mischief um and it's it's just it, it covers so much ground um lots of oh. inter- imaginal reality some really brilliant stuff about sleep paralysis in it uh, fascinating all sleep about
2: it's like the devil on the chest
0: yeah all we- fitting in well, this is exactly what I will find out. Have you ever had anything like that?
2: Yes, I've had night terrors. I've had night terrors periodically since I was a teenager. Yeah, I've had um, I've had a lot. Witch in the corner of the corner of the room, creeping towards you, uh, being held down. I've had them all. Just waking up, screaming. All the uh, it's. I I've been through phases where it's been terrifying because. The fear is that you know you're going to wake up terrified and that for that 10 seconds you won't know that the things aren't real and there's nothing you can do to prepare yourself for it. So I used to be frightened to go to sleep because I would know that I would be waking up terrified and that there was no way to stop that. It was horrid. Uh, But most of the time I think it comes from having wine and cheese late at night. So if I do less of that, it's all right. Jet lag as well. Um, well, that's yeah, my, that's- I'm
0: sure I've told you, my mate Carl, who used to work in Blackburn Market, and uh, he used to get... Uh, when I was staying over at his place um, on Saturday nights and he'd come back from the market where he'd been selling ice creams, he would he would sometimes come back with under-the-counter cheese which Ooh. was the strongest of cheddars and uh, apparently, you know, with hallucinogenic qualities and we did find and it might have been created by our own minds as it, well, everything is, isn't it? But nevertheless <laughs> it might have been more psychosomatic than we imagined but that Saturday night, you know, we finished with some wine and some hallucinogenic cheese and we did have, well we had interesting, Not so, I had a dream <laughs> the other day where um, I was doing a gig for a university and paul yeah. newman was there as well yeah. and we were kind of Young chatting old. but because paul newman Younger was old. Old, old and i had to use some red string to keep him up and i've then <laughs> dragged him up into the air and got him floating yeah, and stuff sense. like that you're yeah.
2: who feels they're curating the culture of the past and keeping it alive <laughs> it makes perfect sense and you felt that this was an obligation and it was difficult it was a strenuous obligation it was to do with your mind It's to do with you trying to perform at an academic level. I tell you, there's one thing I'm good at: analyzing dreams. I should be a Freudian. Um, uh, Robin, let me recommend a book from this year: the new Richard Holloway book, "Stories We Tell Ourselves."
0: Yeah, that's very
2: lovely and just a joy—a joy to read. Like a, 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 a feeling that you're that there are people that you can invest some faith in. (laughs) <laughs> that there are people who exist to guide you and to help, help us all. There was a lot going on. Sorry, I was trying to load a page with um, my <laughs> poem of the year and I've realised that my poem of the year is from 2019. But I really recommend the book uh, a, Portable Par- a Portable Paradise by Roger Robinson. Um, and in it, there's a, there's a sort of small uh, part of it that we had on my Shortcuts radio show that I really loved. Um, and I thought I could read some of that. Yeah. Um, so it's it, the, I found the excerpt an excerpt on the guardian website, but, but yeah, the book is called a portable paradise and it's by Roger Robinson and it's so great. And it's from the end of last year. So I feel like it counts as 2020.
0: Well, we know it doesn't have to be, it's what we've read. It doesn't have to be, you know, that that idea that it's very strict in terms of just it, because uh, I mean, one of the, I'll quickly recommend ones that are very much from this year. And this is probably, I would say the two books that I've banged on most in different uh kind of environments one is rebecca Ragscience's book kindred which is uh yes, fantastic yep. Done about. yeah it's it, it, it's poetic and learned you know it's both of those things and it's just a really brilliant and wittily written book about our knowledge of neanderthals and our changing view of of them and this incredible body of knowledge that has built up it seems like it's only cascaded in in the last ten years and she just writes so beautifully and I know it's been a huge success and uh, in fact I think they've not been been um, printing uh, enough of them so that that's and the other one that I've banged up which is another very um, witty and clever and and enlightening book is uh um Katie Max the end of everything which is all about the different ways the universe might end uh. and she writes in she's got that perfect level of 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 smartness that is never patronizing the humor is 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 never clunky um it was it i talked to her a while ago about this it's quite interesting because i've often talked to we, we in fact i did a monkey cage talking about the end of the uh the universe different ways in my end uh with uh brian green and katie mack and uh eric Idle and my old mate steve martin of course we go back a sure, long way just, just 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 eat just just normal just normal hanging just, out with steve martin in a virtual can, environment i
2: don't even know why we're bringing it up it's very, yeah
0: i don't know why i keep going on about yeah. just steve martin you know anyway he was great you know he talked about art and everything and uh, and he shot me down brilliantly as well there was a, but no there was uh everyone was smiling when they were talking about the end of the universe because scientists do that and it's not because they're excited by uh futility it's because they're excited by the, the fact that we've been able to work out various different ideas, quite complex ideas for how the universe can end. But what's interesting about Katie, and I think it's one of the reasons the book is so well written, one of the many reasons is she does have more than many cosmologists and and, and other areas of physics that I've spoken to. She does have a level of existential anxiety Mm. and it did play a part in writing the book. And she didn't just, she didn't at the end feel blasé about it. She has a sadness Mm. that, you know, one day it all ends, and everything every every creature in any part of the universe that has used its curiosity, left anything behind yeah. all will be destroyed.
2: yeah, I mean it is sad, even though I know it's ridiculous to be talking about things that are billions of years in the future, but we do we are assuming and hoping that billions of years in the future there will be civilizations and art and thought, and you know it does feel sad to think that all of those things, all of that purpose is going that there isn't some big parade at the end or something, you know, like it is sad. It is intrinsically sad. I think it's not too weird to think that. And um, so I was going to read this poem, but I think I'll maybe read it later because I've. do all- we end on it? Do you want to yes. end on it? Yes. I, I'd like to think about the year ahead quickly and say that I am aware of three books coming out, two of which I've had the opportunity to. Oh, well, four, uh, three of which I've had the opportunity to read. And one of which I haven't yet. Well, five if we're talking about something <laughs> but basically um nick H friend of the show friend of us uh his memoir brown baby which is so fantastic was due to come out this year but obviously pandemic sort of got in the way of that um and it's coming out at the start of this year it's brilliant it's beautiful it's funny it's like a companion to how to be a parent in this modern time it's great it's it's really interesting and helpful and has some real kind of instructive elements on top of being beautiful and a sweet loving memoir great uh also in a similar vein um Nell Frizzell friend of the show friend of me (laughs) um she has a book out called well it's called something it's called the panic years and again it's it's a memoir that is full of thought and helpfulness and journalistic writing, but also full of funny, beautiful, poetic writing about um, the particular pressures and anxieties that women in their early 30s are kind of forced to have and, and, a, and a kind of given about uh, settling down and having a child and what that means and, and about being put in that position. And it's fantastic, really, really um, great. Just great, great writing. So they're due out, that's due out, I think, in February. And then uh, Megan Nolan, who is a writer who I've been following on social media for ages and who I think is really great, um, she's written a novel called Acts of Desperation, which is due out March in March this year. And I think we should A, get her on the show, but B, I, I'm really excited to read it. I think it sounds really exciting. It's um, described as a blistering anti-romance. Uh, but yeah, it's her first uh, novel and I think it'll be really cool. So yeah, those are some things I'm looking forward to. On top of that, I w- I'm just gonna look up Socrates' Ab- Adam's novel, because um, I think he's written a new, um, he's, he's definitely written a new novel and I just wanna see when it comes out. It might not yet be out, um, isn't yet out, uh, but, oh, well, that's good, I'll get in touch with him. But I think it's called uh, Parenthood or similar, but he's a really, really great, talented, writer completely underrated he has two books out called everything's fine and a modern family um and they're really great and he's a really funny interesting writer he's funny to follow on social media and i recommend
0: That's good. That that reminds me of a book that I'm looking forward to this year. I woke up at about quarter to five this morning. So uh, because I'm 51, I went straight to Radio Three, and uh, then I decided to listen to. I thought, oh, I'm a bit behind on Late Junction. I love Late Junction. I think it's one of the best shows uh, in terms of it. Just the, the incredible variety of music it plays. And oh, yeah. uh, it's so, yeah, Verity Sharp does a lot of them, and it's also and uh, and it's someone I hadn't heard it before, Jennifer Lucy Allen. And uh, I just saw this little thing which said she's currently studying for a PhD in um, I think it just said in, in something like the, the 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 music of the folk horn something equivalent to that. She She's she done a lot of study of foghorns and immediately I was then go, this is great. Someone who's a, and she has a book coming out next year, Jennifer Lucy or this year, Jennifer Lucy Allen, which is all about folk horns and yes! the music of the sea. And that excites me because I think that's exactly the kind of book I want to read in 2021.
2: That Sounds
0: really cool. Um, I was going to mention this Thin Places, which is another next year book, uh, from Canongate. And um, I'm embarrassed to say that I'm not entirely um, sure how to. It's, it's uh, by an Irish writer, uh, Kerry Nee. Uh, I don't know if that, it's just Doherty or uh, what do you reckon? Um, uh, Doherty. It is just Kerry Doherty and uh I apologize Kerry if I've mispronounced that. But we'll, Thin we'll, Places it's a very beautifully written book looking at growing up in Derry during the Troubles and uh and finding those places, those those uh thin places, uh which almost seems like the 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 reality of nature and then a certain kind of mythic unreality and a certain kind of it's about those kind of places. And uh I've am about halfway through it, Thin Places from Canongate and it's very beautiful and i recommend that i think that's out in the next month or so um well shall I? have you bought any i was thinking I've, I've got my favorite book that i've i've bought this year
2: well can i show my favorite book that i've been reading so far in 2021 that i just i'm enjoying so much i feel like i've discovered reading again with this book i i i just think it's wonderful hang on let me show you can you see it's called um Educ- i just
0: bought it yeah oh. It's so... It looks great. I just read the back of it and I got it immediately. It looks fantastic. The
2: writing is superb. Like, hang on. Uh, Hang on. The hill is paved with wild wheat. If the conifers and sagebrush are soloists, the wheat field is a corps de ballet, each stem following all the rest in bursts of movement. A million ballerinas bending one after the other as great gales dent their golden heads. The shape of that dent lasts only a moment and is as close as anyone gets to seeing the wind. Just a, a paragraph about fucking the wind on some fucking wheat. And it's beautiful. Like, everything, I think... She has such a gift for description in a manner that is poetic and um, succinct. Uh, And like you just read stuff and you think, wow, that observation, that would be five minutes of stand up material for me. And it would be five minutes from an hour show. And that would be all I could manage. And for you, it's six words in a paragraph in a book of.
0: And as we discovered, most of that five minutes would would be you going, it's fucking wheat. It's just this fucking (laughs) wheat that's fucking brilliant. Fucking brilliant wheat. It would be funny. It would be funny. It would. It's, and, and it will be when we're released again when we're ever allowed out by the way when i said books we bought i should make it clear it's not because all the books i get are free i meant to say second-hand books like weird uh, books uh, that i found just in case someone thought that was a moment of tremendous biblio privilege that i, I, I mentioned I but that.
2: um i bought a lovely little book of oh, paintings to send to my friend julie just they're just fig. they're just um they're just abstract they're not figurative They're just they're just flowers. Chill out, everyone.
0: I love those ones. I'm sure I've mentioned before that there was the exhibition they had at the Tate Modern of 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 her work, and they had those fantastic kind of images of of uh, you know the the skulls of cattle. (laughs) Did we go? No, I just went on my own.
2: Oh, I Um, went that too.
0: Uh, and it was and it was fantastic and but i love what, one of my favorite things was i think it's like one of them is a painting it might even just be a pelvis bone or something like that and in the notes it just said that she wasn't really interested in the bones it was the holes that drew her in and i thought that's such a great thing she's not looking at the skull she's seeing the holes she's not looking at the pelvis she's seeing all of the different ways that that makes holes for yeah, her to the paint the spaces
2: in between the it, notes
0: it, yeah exactly Oh, that was brilliant. The um, the book I was going to mention actually, I brought the wrong one up, which is the uh, um, the Soul of the Ape um which is by a guy called eugene murray um and uh, he was a fascinating individual um he did a book called the soul of the white ant which is all about um termites and uh the soul of the ape which is actually all about monkeys so th- that's the only big errors that are in his book so uh for some reason he because termites are called white ants in, in in i think in south africa where he was uh, studying studying and, and and the soul of the ape he was it, even before Jane Goodall, he was going out and he decided he had to live amongst the animals. But none of this stuff was published, so no way was it an influence on Jane Goodall. She, she remains on, on, on the, uh, the, the, the celebrated uh, plinth, which she's not on a plinth because she's still moving far too much to ever be placed on a plinth. She's still such a kind of active human being. And yeah. is that what Greta Thunberg's going to be like eventually, do you think? Is, that, is she going to be that generation's Jane Goodall?
2: Well, I hope so. Well, Yeah. I, I hope a lot for her. I'm, I've got a lot, of, a lot invested in in old Toomberg. Sorry to say for her, lots of pressure on
0: her. <laughs> She's just funny, isn't it? That's one of the things that makes her even more annoying for all those people that both want to call her a snowflake and then constantly react in this snowflakeish way to her is that she's always witty and funny and her 18th birthday message about now i can finally you know i'm going to go to the pub and reveal all the thing about my handlers and all you know just like she's always one step ahead of all of the narratives that people I are always, trying to use to demean her
2: yeah i always say that she was put on this earth with the purpose of boiling the piss of my specific enemies and i love <laughs> it so much i feel like she's just laser precise in who she annoys and you know also doing some stuff about climate or whatever
0: <laughs> and also yeah and it, it's been a good uh, a good day yesterday for the flat mars society t-shirt people because flat mars t-shirts i imagine will have uh, shot through the roof as that was the the one she was wearing on her 18th birthday uh tweet.
2: Mars society yeah. that's
0: so funny it's, 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 it's beautiful but yeah the the book i was going to mention of, of Eugene murray which is soul of the Eight, which was actually published long after he died and um like we've talked about psychogeography and psycho uh kind of bibliography as well if you want to call it that um where you go oh this book has marginalia in it or this book has a little note from this person or this book says to alice what a wonderful summer in the alps or whatever it is which allows you to have a picture that's a
2: thrill that's that's an absolute dream with a secondhand book. I, um, yeah, I long for that sort of thing. Me, before I moved to Glasgow, um, Alastair Gray's estate was auctioning off some things. And me and my friend Henry got really, really excited about putting down bids of like crates of his old books about Glasgow and stuff. But we sort of didn't appreciate that thousands of other people would also be having this idea and that we would not win the auction. But yeah, I would That's very-
0: much like... Me trying to get Peter Wingard's wig, you know, yes. back, back back in oh. the early days of uh, of our stay at home festival, where Mark Gates and I were particularly excited about some of the more uh, peculiar uh, items that have been left in the Aceta Wingard from Jason yeah. King. Um, what else have I got? I've got. I recommend. Um... Here's a book for the future. Mark Thomas's new one. Oh, that's a nice
2: cover. Mm, really nice, uh, Gilbert and George, isn't it? Yeah. Gilbert and George and the Dragons. Very good. Lovely little pun there.
0: And what's uh, Mark's new one about?
2: Well, it's basically debunking uh, in, debunking national myths, nationalistic myths in favour of real, interesting, better, dare I say it, left wing um, truths about Britain. So I think it's sort of a reaction against Brexit nationalism and a reaction against, um, well, I guess, patriotism in general. And it's actually just things to be interested in and, and things to re-examine so that you can feel heartened by cool people of the past as opposed to depressed. You, you know, it's very similar to nesrin Malik, really.
0: Oh I will, look forward to that that's uh I was uh, another this is Stuart Clark's Beneath the Night is uh, a very beautiful book about our changing relationship with the night sky Ooh. and the kind of the, the 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 way that the re-enchantment of it uh the fact that you have this journey where the, the, the sky is an enchanted mysterious place then through evidence-based thinking we begin to understand what it is and sometimes through that evidence-based thinking you might iron out and and kind of you know chip away at what was previously you know suddenly just oh yeah I know what that stars is I know what that star is and this is about the fact that now perhaps the mystery that still remains within the, the the sky and the fact that our level of understanding has reached a point whether it's at a quantum level or whether it's at, at other uh, cosmological levels where it is so wonderful and bizarre to be able to understand some of these things that it gets re-enchanted by evidence rather than disenchanted by evidence. And yeah. that that's a, a really great book.
2: Well, that's um, the core of, you know, lots of things you've been talking about on stage and lots of the kind of Richard Feynman stuff, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think it, uh, and, and there's another lovely book, which is, um, oh human cosmos by uh it's another canningate book which i would highly recommend trent will pop that up in a mix we've done an interview about that i'm so sorry that i've I've... the trouble is we're recording this at a point where i've just had my tea and that is always a mistake because that means that there's too much blood in my stomach dealing with the vegetarian curry that i had and uh so it's the the memory's long shot at a 50 a 51 year old given a bag of rice to eat and expected to remember the name of authors it's a disaster i understand well also so, you know, it's 10 to 9
2: in the evening. We're all tired. I'm exhausted all the time. I don't even understand why anymore.
0: Um, <laughs> well, I'm exhausted by 2020, I think. It doesn't change, by the way, as well. You've reached that age now. No. Uh, yeah, it's fine. Uh, the um, I think it's the downs, the bits where you do feel tired, feel like you'll never get back out of them. But the moment you're given any kind of trigger point, you can. This is a lovely book that I almost I, – I, I I missed it when it came out, and I think it came out at the beginning of this year. might have been last year. This is um, For Small Creatures Such As We, which is a Mm -hmm. Carl Sagan quote. That is the title. And the reason it's a Carl Sagan quote in particular is it's written by his daughter, Sasha Sagan. And it's a very, it's a lovely book looking at how she approaches the universe how her dad and of course her mum andrian as well how how they kind of informed her her views and now the way that she relates to to the universe and the scientific world. and again it's filled with things which are enchanting but at the same time uh you know th- th- without dismissing some of the uh, the enthralling scientific ideas as well so i really recommend for small creatures such as we sasha sagan
2: that's lovely uh,
0: Still um, got loads left.
2: Have you? I was yeah. gonna say we were supposed to only do half an hour of overrun, and I haven't uh, done
0: beauty haul. Uh we do that. I'll quickly mention someone that we had on a while ago on that I think it was at the state um first of all, I don't think we had in the book, was Um James Withy's uh, book Um How to Tell Depression to Piss Off. Huh. Which might remain useful for, for the next year. And uh talking is- with sorry we did so many interviews for
2: book shambles this year and i feel frustrated not to be able to pick out enough favorites like i love talking to bernardina Varisto. was that this year
0: yeah yeah that was this year yeah
2: that was that was really thrilling and exciting i loved um is it rachel long the poet yeah
0: yeah Yeah, from the octavia collective yeah yeah
2: um trying to think who else we spoke to
0: we did yeah we did i mean you remember that in uh, april and may alone uh we did about 45 shows yeah we did um, so, so yeah that, that's uh... it's, it's
2: blurring and so i would say you know it's i find it very hard to decide what was the best of the best but i'm very proud of everything that we put out this year and i'm really
0: up for people perusing the archives <laughs> Yeah, we've got – well, in fact, today – I mean, today I just reminded people Laura Bates, uh, her – uh, the, the, the men who hate women um which uh, that was great having laura on uh also um camilla pang who won the royal society prize for her fantastic book about um understanding humans from the perspective of being someone who uh was diagnosed as uh being on the spectrum and then basically used her scientific kind of her, 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 from a very early age her her love of of looking at things from a scientific way was the way that she built up her pictures of humans mm-hmm. um and that's a, a a fantastic book uh kit dewald that was a great conversation yeah, which has nothing book. to do with her book in the end we just yeah, ended up that, talking yeah. about old movies with ronald coleman um i really recommend this book again it's not a book of this year but it's a book i reread this year um, i almost forgot i had it this is house of psychotic women uh, by keila janice and it's a really great book about it doesn't matter if you're not into horror movies, I think though, would it improve the reading if you were because it's her I and mean, it's described as an autobiographical topography of female neuroses in horror and exploitation films. But in particular, it also what it doesn't say is it's very much her story as well it's about how she grew up it's about how she used horror movies to kind of piece together some of her picture of the world and some of her coping mechanisms for some of the difficulties that she faced as well and it's a really it's a really good book house of psychotic women it's fab press i'm pretty certain it's still in print um it's, it's a great book and it, and it covers so many things about about horror movies, about mental health, about the, the, the way we grow up, about adults treating children, all of these different things. It, it's brilliant. Um, I'll, I'll rattle through them. the uh, this Brian Green's book until the end of time, which came out at the beginning of uh, 2020, is I think his best book. I love this book. It's a, Again, it's very much about how w- working out a path to, through in, in th- through the universe. Uh, and Brian, of course, written, you written know, books about string theory and all manner of things, but that that's, I think, his most beautiful book, definitely. Um, Tom McLeish's The Poetry uh, and Music of Science is great. Uh, Strange Attractor of Mud and Flame, uh, which is all about Pendus Fenn again. And I also mentioned another Strange Attractor book, which is uh, the one which is all about um, Itel Calhoun, the uh, surrealist art. Artist and and writer um, by Amy Hale. That's a very beautiful book, and it's really worth uh reading because she's a, a, a very interesting. Some some of you might have read some of her, but The Crying of the Stones is that right? I hope that's right. So it's the Living Stones and the Crying of the. oh man, I forgot. Anyway, but uh, they both have introductions by uh, Stuart Lee, which are two of her kind of travelogues. Though to call them a travelogue belittles them. I and mean, not that there's anything wrong with travelogues, but they're, no, no, they're no, much more than that. It's um, not so, genre
2: piece. I'm trying to look through books that I've recently bought so that I can remind myself that I'm on this earth. And um, I'll tell you what I've done for 2021. I've started, a, I haven't started, I've joined a reading group for uh, Capital by Karl Marx.
0: That'll be fun, won't it? Oh, good, and good. You read it? Um, I've read, do you know what? I think Penguin did a very small collection of some of the best words that are in it. You know, that time where they go, this will fit on a counter. Just in the best restaurant. words from it. And I think I've I've read some of the words that are, are definitely will appear in it on some of the pages. Silly, silly sausage. That's that's the best I've I've managed so far. Um Susanna Cahalen uh, the great pretender. Uh some of you might have read Brain on Fire uh it's it's a, another book where you go oh that brilliant bit! brilliant bit of uh 20th century psychological research turns out not to be on such uh strong grounds i imagined it <laughs> appears that it was uh, um, um the english heretic collection not heritage the english heretic collection by andy sharp is uh a great kind of book of psychogeography and about the mysticism of the landscape and which find general and lots of other stuff
2: lovely i've been uh buying my daughter a lot of books uh for her christmas she got a really great book by jessica love called julian is a mermaid about a little boy who's sort of feeling his way through gender identity and sees these beautiful women who look like mermaids going to a, well, they might be drag Queens as well, but sees these beautiful kind of feminine uh, mermaids uh, on the train. And then his grandma kind of helps him go to this parade dressed in a really beautiful carnival dress. And it's really great and lovely. And just the sweet, sweet bit to read with kids. And I've also been reading with her books called You Choose, uh, which I got the idea from um, uh, from Nick Ash's book, actually. He mentions reading it with his daughter. And they're books where it basically has loads of pictures of categories of stuff. So it'll be like, if you oh. like any hat, what would you choose? And then it, it's a great way of getting to know your children because I'm sort of asking my daughter what she likes and her being like,
0: I like that one. <laughs> I'm like, Cool. Yeah, my son had that. I, I, that, that was I, that, that used to come out. All, and there's about two other similar ones by the same author, as far as I remember, where you can kind of, and sticker versions of, yeah, that was a lot. That's what I miss in one way. I, I, I do miss looking at some of those areas, in. well, not, not at the moment, of course, because I can't get in them, but that bit of going to the children's section of the library that I no longer need to go into. Um, but on the plus side, I can say that my son is thoroughly enjoying Sue Townsend's Adrian Mole books, which I'm very glad about because she was such a great writer and the way that she got into the mind of that teenage boy, uh, it was, was remarkable. So it's lovely seeing him enjoying and laughing out loud at those things, which are, you know, 40 years old now, I think the first one pretty much.
2: Oh, that's nice. I was sorry. I'm looking through my old. Don't be sorry. Um, my, my package did not arrive. I, I bought a book by, um, uh, by gene year called a place to screen that
0: i remember being oh you've got f- it because i was about that's on a list i've i've got i was looking on it for a because when you first looked up for that we were you you could only find copies that were like 100 quid couldn't you
2: um yeah and then i did eventually find one and i ordered it and it never arrived And i've just realized it never arrived looking through um, that's
0: kind of a dystopian novel wasn't it you were saying
2: Um, Yeah, and I just remember it. We were talking about it during the time of of being a book that really connected with me, but also that really made me laugh in a way that felt so naughty because they rearranged the letters of people's names in this this boring office job to make silly things. And honestly, it's one of the funniest experiences I've had reading. But yeah, no, I'm just looking through these and realizing that lots and lots of books that I loved this year are pub me are shut away currently in various moving boxes around me
0: the so, uh um oh if anyone watching this has got yeah we've got some recommend uh, exactly where I was going, Trent, don't worry I'm professional uh I'm not. Um, but we've got we've got a few recommendations. So we'll have a little look at those from some of the people who are watching. Thank you very much. By the way, if you don't support us on Patreon, and you can, we are... Uh, from next week, we're using proper cameras and everything. We use proper microphones, up, but we've realised this is going to continue for long a long time. So we've got a new... I'll just quickly tell you some of the new things that are going on. I'm going to be doing a fortnightly show uh, called Reality Talks, which each week is going to be about... or each, Sorry, every fortnight is going to be about different kind of idea of reality um the first one is is all about ghosts death and physics and currently starts with a quote from the goodies and then i don't know where it's going to go from there but i've got various different ideas which will include more stuff about dolphins by the way as well uh and uh and also a haunted zoo uh, amongst other things so they're going to be fortnightly and uh uncanny hour is continuing as well and we're also going to be doing a series of um, conversations with, amongst others. I hope this is also going to happen because uh, they 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 said yesterday uh, Neil Gaiman and Tim Minchin and uh, Nicole Stott and Andrean uh, and and many others. Where each week I'm going to talk to scientist, poet, uh, author, astronaut, always astronauts if we can get them um, about. What they've found in terms of to find their meaning in the universe, if they haven't had an overarching meaning or a kind of a a, a meaning that comes from a specific kind of body of uh faith for instance you know of of uh, of a god or whatever, where have they found their meaning in the universe and and their purpose so those are going out and Josie's going to be doing more shows as well, aren't you?
2: I am I'm going to be doing some work in progress shows uh, I think via the Bill Murray uh, twice a month in the evenings um that you can come on Zoom and that'll be good because I can just try out new material and it's a very small crowd and it's a lot of fun um I'm also going to be doing more regular gigs for a platform called um Socialize Uh, sorry I'm saying social eyes social eyes as in eyes um, which was absolutely great last time we did a really silly show about audience involvement where I asked people different questions before the show so I'm going to be doing stuff like that but I'm hoping to organise a bit more new materially style very small curated stuff because I really, really really miss that so much and it's a big part of what I love to do is write shows on stage so yeah And we'll be doing some more stuff soon, Robin, that we're going to work out, won't we?
0: Yeah, we're going to do so. So while all this goes on uh, and while we can't tour, we're going to try and keep making as many things as possible. Some of them will be done in a kind of patchy uh, make-do-and-mend way. And some of them uh, will be like a David Lean epic of podcasting. Lovely. Um, right i was going to quickly mention two okay. as well uh again i'm I, I got them this year but i'm not sure if they came out this year ps books who are really good and neil snowden who edits a lot of them uh, there's a great book called coffin makers blues uh which collected writings on terror by Stephen volk who uh wrote the brilliant story whitstable uh all about peter cushing which is fantastic and also uh well known for ken russell's gothic and has written many many interesting wow. things his book coffin maker blue there's some really great essays in that and we are the Martians the legacy of nigel neal again a collection of essays about nigel neal ps books are a great small publisher and i should have mentioned as well that the uh, the english heritage collection another uh, great small publisher is repeater books as well who probably when this goes out still have a 50 percent uh, off sale have a look at some of their stuff um they yeah there's uh, they 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 did, did a lot of stuff with mark fisher who uh, the weird and the eerie is a book of his, one of his books that i would highly recommend as wow. is his collection of k-punk blogs yeah sorry yeah. josie
2: No, I I had nothing to add. I was listening.
0: And uh, now to play us out, uh, Josie Long's going to uh, sing us a poem, I think.
2: Um, Yeah, I'd like to read some of Portable Paradise. Why not? It's, It's really great. I recommend the book. And if I speak of paradise, then I'm speaking of my grandmother, who told me to carry it always on my person, concealed, so no one else would know but me. That way they can't steal it, she'd say. And if life puts you under pressure... Trace its ridges in your pocket. Smell its piney scent on your handkerchief. Hum its anthem under your breath. And if your stresses are sustained daily, get yourself to an empty room, be it hotel, hostel or hovel. Find a lamp and empty your paradise onto a desk. Your white sands, green hills and fresh fish. Shine the lamp on it like the fresh hope of morning and keep staring at it till you sleep it's good isn't it yeah
0: and that's and that's in shortcuts as well
2: yeah it is in an episode of shortcuts or oh, part of it is um i can't remember which one we we really crank them out it
0: doesn't matter just go and listen to them all they're all great yeah, i, I really i really said was it last year that you had the? Uh, i can't remember if it's last year year before the the little bit with terry jones uh, reading some dylan oh. thomas oh
2: i think it was last year you know that's
0: really worth a really very great very great beautiful, great and, beautiful. And, and and moving thanks very much everyone for listening thank you very much everyone for uh supporting us via uh patreon as i said there's loads more so we're doing a lot more we're, g- we're going to do more recordings of book shambles where if you're a patron supporter you can kind of see the live version um and uh and ask questions to the uh some of our guest authors and stuff uh as i mentioned we have uh Alan Davis coming up very soon. Uh we have one with uh Kosi Fanny tutti which was a, a lovely conversation. Such a great book. She she's and such an interesting artist. Uh that's going to be coming up very soon. And then all the other things that I mentioned. Um, and and a lot of other stuff, which is going to be a lot more exclusive stuff for people who support us via Patreon. We like making things free for everyone, but unfortunately, uh the situation has arrived where we have to try and get more than two percent of our audience uh, donating just because we don't go anywhere anymore it can't work we haven't got any more work I, I did some accounts today and i really you know that bit where you go i don't even nothing came in nothing um thank heavens i'm just selling all of my books but they're going to run out but not for a while sadly as my family <laughs> have found out just too many books okay. um
2: Josie. Right. joseph nice thanks to see you lovely oh and
0: see. also very soon joseph and me will be on pointless celebrities so keep looking your we listings happen. magazine we
2: won't say
0: we won't say what happened we're not going to tell you anything. There was a lot of anger, obviously. Uh, so just just see how it all kicked off uh, between Josie, me, uh, Osman and Armstrong.
1: Yeah, it's quite a night. Bye-bye.
2: Bye.
1: Thanks very much for listening. And as Robin said during the show, uh, this episode was uh, available to watch the recording live for Patreon supporters as well. And we asked those watching to recommend some of the best things that they'd read during the year as well. So here are some listener recommendations. Goldilocks by Laura Lamb. Dead Famous by Greg Jenner. Amateur by Thomas Page McBee. In the Dreamhouse by Carmen Maria Mercado. House of Stone by Navuo Tashuma, I'm going to say. Apologies if I've got that wrong. My Name is Why by Lem Sisay, who's obviously been on Book Shambles, and I'm a Joke and So Are You by Robin Ince. And also to add at the end some recommendations from uh, the rest of the Shambles team. Melinda wants to recommend The God of Small Things by Arundhati Roy and Walking with the Wind by John Lewis. Again, not books that uh, came out this year, but they are the two best things she read in 2020 and Joe slash Quiet Bat Person would like to recommend Coming Undone by Terry White and Queenie by Candace Carty Williams. And from me, uh, pretty much everything I read this year was stuff that uh, I read for Book Shambles or Cosmic Shambles podcasts. So, also a shout out for The End of Everything by Katie Mack. And Stories We Tell Ourselves by Richard Holloway. But also What Is Life by Paul Nurse. And uh, in the fiction world, uh, Tall History of Sugar by Cadella Forbes. And The Vanishing Half by Brit Bennett, I thought were great. And also uh, Untrumping America by Dan Pfeiffer. A new episode back to normal. New episodes every week on Book Shambles. And as Robin said during the broadcast, our guest next week should be Alan Davies. Until then, take care. Look after yourselves. Thanks for listening. Bye.
0: This podcast is part of the Cosmic Shambles Network. Josie Robbins Book Shambles was produced by Trent Burton of Trunkman Productions.